0: Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you to the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to Webcalchi here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 5th of December, 2013, 20 shopping days to Christmas. And, uh, well, it's never too late to get your website improved before Christmas, but we're, you're really pushing it. it. Like, <laughs> 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 this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always
2: Media, joined as always by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. Dave, happy almost Christmas! Yeah indeed uh, happy happy almost christmas to you too and i guess today not the last night uh, i guess a a final uh, happy hanukkah to our uh, to our jewish friends this is the last day but it ends at sundown so there's no candle lighting this evening
1: you know interestingly this is the uh hanukkah matched up with thanksgiving this year which which almost like never happens and it's not going to happen again for another 17000 years so uh uh, and, and enjoy your uh, menorah Turfee, because um, you're not going to be able to eat it for seventeen thousand years. <laughs> little uh, little calendar fact there. Um, <laughs> it's been an interesting week. It's been uh there's been some really cool stories. The biggest one I saw this week, Dave. Yep. Uh, just to, to, to let the uh, the listeners know ahead of time, we don't have any guests. We're just going to be wigging at two old SEOs talking about well some stuff that just keeps coming back again and again and again. So I was reading um through through one of the news feeds that I read and I saw an article come up from Jennifer Sleg. You remember you remember Jen Sleg. She's one of your neighbors, Dave. She lives on yeah. Bain Island. And uh for for listeners who mightn't know who Jen Sleg is, you should. Jennifer Sleg was Oh, I don't, I'm, I'm, it, it, would it be too much to say, Dave, that Jennifer Slag was probably the person most responsible for popularizing the AdSense program from uh, Google AdWords back in, like, the early 2000s? Uh,
2: definitely up there. Definitely right up there. Um, shoe money, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> would be, uh, you know, on par. But, yeah, you're right. Definitely part of the, the old guard that really
1: made it work. It's- if you want to talk about an evangelist for Google's paid search program, it's Jennifer Slag, And she's uh, because of that, she still gets a lot of, I mean, she has a lot of inside contacts at Google. She gets a lot of uh, great information from people at Google. And uh, a piece of great information she got was confirmation from Google's John Mueller after noting on Webmaster World uh, um, Google's Sandbox exists still.
2: When's the last time you heard Google Sandbox? Um, other than um, quietly chuckling to myself and going, remember when Matt said it doesn't exist, but it, there's something that might look <laughs> and act like it? Um, you know, I, I think, this is me, I think we all knew. Like, you, you just, you kind of couldn't help but, but know that this thing exists. Like, if I have a penalty, I have to prove I can play nice with the other kids again. Mm -hmm. Um, and and, and we all sort of saw but it it is funny you bring up I hadn't actually heard the term sandbox used and I guess maybe we all kind of half believed Matt and then started thinking of it slightly differently (laughs) without (laughs) using that term but what do we got now? We got Google saying it exists now. It existed before, but then it didn't exist in the middle when Matt told us uh, there was no sandbox. I guess
1: um. you know a rose by any other name would still be <laughs> as crappy a place to be as as Google purgatory. Um, and that's that's essentially what the sandbox is. So say you've gone off and you've made a website and you've uh, you know committed some series of egregious Google sins. And, you know, Google employees notice, and they actually take a manual action against you. They apply a penalty manually. If this happens, your website goes into, uh, well, for one, some would call it a sandbox. Others would call it purgatory, where, you, where literally your website sits in judgment um, <laughs> or it's just being judged. Waiting for somebody from Google to notice that you are, in fact, trustworthy and of good behavior and, you know, willing to play, you know, reasonably well with the other kids.
2: I'm viewing this, like, you know, I, I, I've seen it, you know, we all I think we all kind of have, you know, when tr- we're trying to help people out of penalties or whatnot, you know, I'm sure you've been called and, and asked for the same assistance that I have been. Uh, and, you know, I, I get why Google has to have it. I, I completely do. I mm-hmm. mean, if you made it easy for black cats to just go in, game it, get penal penalized, of course, you know, they created this, whatever, link network, so they undo that, show it again, hey, it's back up, and then fire back in with more you know, black hat would be a lot easier and more profitable. So you put people into holding, but of course, you know, um, you know I'll, I'll list. I, I won't list off the name of the client, but um, we have a client now who's been with us for years. Well, we, uh, one of my employees, popped into Webmaster Tools just a few days ago, doing you know Uh-oh. monthly reports and stuff, and unnatural links, partial penalty. Because my heart sinks, and I'm panicking, going, what did I do? Like, I, I can't think of anything I'd have done, but clearly I'm the only person that's worked on this, you know, or our company for, like, okay. four or and five and years. Just
1: to confirm, there's no third party you don't know about out there somewhere.
2: There, There is, but yet there was. And, and here's, it's cases like this that I go, oh, no. Um, on further investigation, same employee that found it, did a little investigating for us and found a whole slew of low-quality links. I won't list the, the client sector, completely unrelated with payday loans and, and and all sorts of similar, you know, medical insurance. And this basically highly monitored, high-volume anchor text link acquisition from low-quality sites all targeting these internal pages. Now, it's cases like this, and, you know, I mean, we can get it into a discussion about negative SEO, and, hey, it works, I know, because I'm having to deal with it right now. But now all of a sudden we're in a spot where, Yup, we're going through, we're doing our research, we'll send out, you A, sucks for the client, because this negative SEO means I need to send all these, you know, take the link down and go through the hoops that Google wants me to go through, but then, now this client, who didn't do any of it, now gets penalized, clearly wouldn't have, because these keywords are nothing (laughs) for them, like, would do nothing. You said, you just said negative SEO, implying
1: that somebody out there went out of their way to screw over your client.
2: Oh, most certainly. That that part in seeing what happened there is there, there's there's no ifs, ands or buts on this on this one. I mean the payday loans, like <laughs> nope. Um, you know, and if it was one or two, you could might even go, Oh accident, but then that wouldn't have triggered a penalty. But we're dealing in volumes of hundreds. Well and, and, uh, and, and,
1: and
2: okay, now here's something that really annoys me.
1: How long did it take for all those things, those hundreds of of irrelevant, spammy, crappy links to suddenly appear on your client's page or associated with your client's page?
2: Uh, they were they were pretty fast. We're investigating, you know, because you, you can do this using cash to go, okay, where exactly did they come in? But we check at least once a month, usually more often than that, for, okay. you know, spikes in links and, and penalties and warnings and this and that. Of course, I mean, you know you do, I do, any, you know, okay. solid yeah. SEOs looking for this stuff.
1: Well, I figured you were going to say that. I thought you were going to say that, and this is, this is where it gets me ticked at Google, and when, when the whole negative SEO issue. Can't Google see that you guys behave well? You've been their SEO for, you, you said, three to five years, somewhere in, in there. Yep. So there's a pattern of, you know, assumably good behavior. hmm And suddenly, in a month's time, without any of the other, other behavior changing, Suddenly, in one month's time, a whole bunch of really crappy links show up, um, so crappy in fact, they ring alarm bells at Google. Your client is now in the sandbox, Google Purgatory, and this happens so quickly it's like I, I have a hard time, I have a hard time believing Google couldn't see this pattern
2: No, I mean, you're, you're spot on there, and something that concerns me on on their end is it's a manual penalty. Well, didn't anybody there go, payday loans? Really? Like, <laughs> like, and, and, and equate this and look at what is their content and here's the links that are spiking all of a sudden and they're all for these and, and realize we wouldn't possibly, like no, us, client, whoever, would never have possibly been building these because they would hold you. no value. Let me ask you another quick question. Sure. How many person hours do you
1: reckon it would take somebody from Google to write a really quick email to... Uh, info at domain.com info at your client.com just saying hey what what are these links do you have an explanation that's question one question two how many person hours is it going to take to fix the problem
2: well therein of course is is one of my concerns is now the client has to pay me you know, okay, yes, and yes, we win, but I, I still feel for the client. I'd rather be working Indeed. than undoing this stuff, right? And, and we yeah. sort of go into a holding pattern with penalties. You go, we're not building links. We're not just everything goes into holding while we deal with this. Um, so he now has to pay me to undo this. We have to jump mm-hmm. through a few hoops where I go, okay, you know what? Maybe in a case like this, I should be able to just go straight to disavow, but I won't. I will go with link removal requests first because that's what we're told to do. And that's more, you know, every time I've dealt with this, that's far more successful. It works way better. Um, Then we'll submit for the manual re-inclusion. So the clients had to pay thousands of dollars to get this problem dealt with. Then they go into purgatory so they can't even profit for, for months after that to get back what they shouldn't have lost to begin with. Now, luckily, you have a
1: good relationship with this client, and this, you know, this person will, will, will take your word that it's not you, but you can fix it. But right. what, if, what if it was a newer client? What if it's somebody you represented, say, for nine months? You know, just long right. enough to do some damage, even though you've done the right
2: things. You know? Right.
0: Well, you're right. That's
2: that's the critical um, situation. We have actually hit uh, scenarios with clients in the past where it'll happen, you know, they hire an nephew, and then all of a sudden the warnings and penalties start coming in, and it's at one month in. That's almost a different spot where you're like, okay, clearly we're not working that fast. (laughs) We can't can't do that to to launch these penalties, so you hit that... you know, sort of, okay, you got a grace period there and you got a grace period later on where it's like, you've seen us for years, you know what we're doing. We report to you once, twice a month on what we're doing. You know what we're doing. You know this doesn't match that. Um, but you're right, you, you hit those, like, buffer zones in the middle where, yeah, at, at, you know, six to nine months, somewhere in there where, yeah, it would take about this long for me to do that kind of damage. Um, If I want, yeah, okay, if I really wanted to, I could do it way faster than that. But, you know... It, that's about that time where there is nobody else you would look at to blame because nobody else has been too big a window at the beginning for it to be any past seo or i've had enough time i should know that by that like clearly i should have addressed whatever problems in you know six nine months if there was a problem uh, my my bad for not fixing it so um, so yeah, you're right. You, you hit that window. I'm lucky in this case that it is a client who understands what we're doing and, and, and knows that this clearly isn't us. We detected it before they did. We've got the solution and we're fixing it now um, for them. But, but you're right. It could really, really bite some people in the butt. So
1: Google, something you've got to look at. A problem? I mean, yeah, you're a free service. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I get that. It's a privilege to rank on your search engine. I get that. We work really hard to earn that privilege for our clients. You got to get that. And um, this isn't an engineering problem. This is real people, ma and pa, people trying to put their kids through school. You're hurting their businesses. And it's not necessary. When a, a different protocol, asking questions of webmasters, open a dialogue and a communication. You know, let us explain our actions or deny our actions, but don't kill our clients. <laughs> you know, it's just, it just—it just seems so unfair to me.
2: Yeah, yeah, and there. I mean, you know, we all know the times when clearly you would just step in, you would issue a penalty. Fair enough. Like I, I, I know those. You know what? I was an affiliate marketer. I've done those. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. you
0: the, you bet, you're there. It.
2: you're it. well, exactly. Where and you know what? I know the telltale signs. I know if if a Google person looked at the site, they'd go, uh huh. And that would be that. And I'd go, yep, that was right. You know, glad I've got 20 more sites on the rise right now. Yeah, um, but the point is you could take that gracefully because you knew you earned the penalty. You know, you, yeah, you screwed up. You, you know you did it. You, you know you did it. And, you know, you wouldn't be upset to not have gotten an email warning. The, the, the signs were very, very clear. But in a case like this, it's, it would be pretty obvious to anybody who took two minutes to look um, before issuing that penalty that, this this is completely unnatural from what that person would even do to try and to try and help like even if they were making actions to try and help themselves they'd at least be using the right anchor text they'd at least be doing relevant they wouldn't be posting these on white supremacist sites right like oh you're kidding me really oh yeah oh yeah no it was oh, it's... It, it it's pretty bad um so i mean you know it's 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 one of those sort of sort of cases so um Anyway, hopefully Google gets, uh, gets their crap together on that one just to, to help protect businesses um, from, from this sort of action. Um, but going back to the main point, this is where that holding pattern, the, the penalty box or, or sandbox, so to speak, is really going to irritate me, is that client did nothing wrong. I understand it if they did, they got caught, now they have to prove they're nice again. But in this case, the client didn't actually do anything wrong. Um, and they didn't do anything to warrant needing to prove their trust again. They've been trustworthy all along. They've built, you know, good links and, and, you know, provide good content and and all that sort of stuff. So it's a a concern to me in that area.
1: You know, when I get all freaked out and concerned and I get these, like, big problems that, uh, you know, feel impossible to solve. And, you know, you, you see your clients suffering and it's a terrible thing. You know what I do, Dave? What's that? I... Flick the bring. That's what I do. I gotta thank you. You turned me on to the best website ever. And unfortunately <laughs> we uh, you know this is a radio show, so we can't actually show it to you, you listeners, but I gotta read you a very short URL. Gary dot slash bring. Gary G A R Y C dot slash bring B R I N G. Type it into your browser. Do it now. I'm watching. I can see if you're doing it or not. Type it into your browser, garyc.me slash bring, and flick away. It is the best stress relief ever. Dave, thank you. I love this thing. <laughs> I just did it again.
2: Yeah, I know. So did I. Uh,
1: uh,
2: <laughs> um, okay. okay, then I had to close it because I'm going to make weird noises.
1: I'm going to do this all show. <laughs> I can see that. I can see the user numbers going up on the page right now, too. Amazing. Okay, it's uh, it's 22 minutes past the hour. We really got to take a break here on Webcology on Webmaster Radio.fm. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beefs Talk SEO, this is Jim Benjamin from Digital Always Media. We're going to be coming back talking about Google's robots and also some spurious Google f- funding, but. You know, before we can do that, I'm going to be busy flicking away on GaryC.me slash bring, and you all going to be listening to some commercial messages. Back in a few minutes.
0: Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Why do over 15,000 small businesses love working with Infusionsoft? because we believe in people and their dreams. We empower entrepreneurs and our groundbreaking tools help small businesses grow and thrive. We listen. We care. We serve our customers and we do what we say we'll do. We're always trying to find new ways to innovate and to improve our all-in-one sales and marketing platform. Most of all, from email to e-commerce, we help small businesses like yours succeed. Go to Infusionsoft.com slash radio to watch a free product demo. That's Infusionsoft.com slash radio our in-house printing and CD, DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything. Fulfillment, shipping, tracking. Inside and out and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. And a bitch. There are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. And that's the ball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi. Welcome to the Cyber Law and Business Report, your home for the latest on Internet law and policy. From Capitol Hill to the White House, the Courthouse to the State House, the FTC to the State Attorney General, the Cyber Law and Business Report, on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. And we're back uh,
1: on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, it's the 5th of December, 2015, like we It is only 20 days of shopping till Christmas, and, well, no time like the present to get your website snapped into shape, and it's weird, Dave, around this time every year, I don't know if you guys get this too, but, um, get people coming in at the last minute for, like, the the, the desperate site audit, or the, um, the, uh, 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 they know they need to fix it up, they know they're going into the retail Um. season, and they've waited a bit too long,
2: are you seeing that at your shop? You know what? I don't know what has happened over here. I used to see that every year. And, and right now we do have an influx of people who are looking for audits of their sites and things like that. But, and, and, and here's the joy, because I know I'm dealing with people who understand how things work. They're all trying to build out their 2014 strategies. And so they're getting audits done now to help them build out their 2014 marketing strategy. And I don't know what happened because every year I would have said, yes, (laughs) yes. Don't contact me on like November 30th saying I need to rank for Christmas. Um, But, but this year, no, it it seems to have kind of turned for us a little bit to where we're actually getting a, a, a people who are, who are thinking more in the planning stage for, for next year, I guess people are, you know, bosses going to their tech team or marketing team going, uh, you know, you need to build out the plan for 2014. And, um, so they're coming to us to to help figure out what they should do so i guess I guess we're lucky. I assume you are you are not and you're being brought in to try and, well, to try and help people rank or or improve conversions during uh you know with like three weeks left the The best I can tell them is we can help
1: them try to improve conversions uh but getting them ranking in the next couple of weeks probably isn't going to happen um you know it takes that long just to study the conditions. Before diving into an optimization contract, but yeah, if we, you know, if you, if you want to us to rework a couple of your landing pages, right. there's a good chance we can have that deployed by this time next week. Right. So hopefully you, know, you already have some traffic, <laughs> then
2: uh, you the can reason, all monetize that. I'm
1: sorry. The reason I asked was, um, I can't believe I had to say this to somebody the other day. I, I this is this is almost a quote. I, I don't have the the uh, email exchange in front of me, but actually said to a client, you know, figuring that this was the last conversation we were going to have, um, you guys are designing stuff just the way you think is the right way, and you're hoping that Google's going to like it. But Google's been telling you quite clearly what it likes, and you refuse to design to it, you expect Google just to accept it, and now you're mad that you're being penalized. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, sometimes you got to call a spade a spade, Yep. Well, the two things blow me away by this. Number one, I'm still engaged on their contract. And number two, um, that people do this. That there's the idea out there that we can do as as webmasters, and we can just design anything we bloody well please, and that it's Google's fault or it's something else's fault when it's not given the time of day by Google. So much has changed in the last year. I just heck, this last six months, so much has changed around, you know, how, how Google sees itself and, you know, sees its role in disseminating information. That any SEO who tells their client that you know, going on as is when clearly something isn't working is failing their clients. What would what, mm-hmm. you think about that?
0: Uh, I think you're
2: totally right. And I think you know, we've we've you you and I have been at, at conferences, we've probably heard these panels. Um there's a lot, uh, lot, lot, lot to be said for in-house SEO. So I don't want my next statement to be, you know, a a note against them. But I think maybe one of the advantages um to companies like yours or mine are, Anyway, I mean, there's many great ones out there of going to an outside source. We all do this. It's one of the problems I have with Google sort of predicting my, my search patterns and stuff is we all take the information we want. And I think what you've illustrated there is a clear one where somebody on their development team is, is probably paying kind of attention to what Google is saying. And then they saw the line where Google said, design for your visitors. You know, because that's the most important thing. And then they went, "I'm going to stop there, and I'm going to annoy ignore the other hundred videos and blog posts and everything that's out there." And and they said to do this, so that's okay, and that's all I need to do, Uh, not putting it in the context of everything else. Having being able to you know maybe one of the advantages to looking outside or having you know an in house who's a little separated emotionally and, and, and that sort of thing from the scenario um, to sort of be able to come and look at it, understand that this is a complex mathematical formula here. There's a lot of moving parts. Google said a lot of stuff to help us and we can't just pick the part we want and run with that and go, well, they said build for visitors so I'm building a big Flash site. Why won't Google rank this thing? Well, A, don't build in Flash just for other reasons but, <laughs> um, you know, it, it's, I think that may be What's happening to to people like that is they're grabbing this one factor and then going, but they said to do this, yes, and they said to do it this way, and a hundred other different things that you need to pay attention to as well. And um, you know, that's where experience comes in. I think.
1: Good Lord, that's kind of like reading the Ten Commandments and you know skipping out words you don't like, or you know the part where say say the uh, the couple next door, you know that just you know the has a you know just for sake of argument, the couple next door, the wife is really attractive. Well, what if I just took out the thou shalt not part and decided to covert my neighbor's wife anyway? (laughs) That's what cherry picking from the commandments of Google is like.
2: Well, and that's where you end up with a lot of eye for an eye and no turn the other. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. And we get ourselves back to purgatory again, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that works. Hey, before, I, I want to jump into uh, something Matt Cutt said about stitch content and why Google doesn't like it. But before I do, the source for this story is from, um, is from uh, 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 Search Engine Roundtable. You want to know something cool about Search Engine Roundtable besides the fact that it gets mentioned on Webcology at least once a week? What is that? This week, Search Engine Roundtable is 10 years old. Wow. Barry Schwartz has been doing this since you were 10 years younger than you are today. Oh, thank you for that way, Jim. I was 35 years old when Barry, when Barry Schwartz started doing this. Um, and I, and I everything really just felt so young I can't believe that, actually. I remember being 20 when Barry started doing this. Um, <laughs> wow, I, 10 years of every day, at least three, and usually more high-calorie stories on Search. Very Schwartz, 10 years. Wow. Well, a happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, uh, anniversary, and congratulations. Um, there's no words for it. It's just what an accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, a, what, a, what a bonus for us. Well, because he you know, he gives us stories like this. like what I'm to, And I don't know, I, sometimes I don't even know why you got to report on this, Barry, because somebody's <laughs> got to say it. That's part I don't understand. Why does somebody even got to say this? You know what Google doesn't like? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you say it. It doesn't like it when you take little snippets of content from a bunch of websites and try to put it onto your website as if it was like one big paragraph or something that made sense. Google doesn't like that. But what if else? I spin it first? <laughs> spin it all you want. Google's still not happy with your behavior. It's called stitched content. And, you know, there's some people who, like as you said, what if I spin it first? There are some people who are actually quite good at this. They can take snippets of, um, of content from different websites, put it together in a paragraph, and it reads almost like it makes sense.
2: Yeah, combine that with a little intelligent cloaking and you're good to go.
1: Except you're probably going to get caught.
2: <laughs> you think? Um, yeah. I, I, you, know, I, you laughed. Um, I find it funny too. Um, it, it's one of those things it's like, you know, we don't like uh, cloaking, right? Or, you know, we don't like, like, you know, I, I, I don't know. It, I guess it needed to be said. Um, I hope people have common sense and would just know that. You're not providing anything unique to the web, so why would Google want it? <laughs> uh, he does make a good point and I think this is worth mentioning. They're not talking about people who are making a list of of news stories and actually talking about each one and, and putting their their twist on things, which he, he notes in the video. That's not what he's talking. About. If you want to come up with a you know sort of list of here's what happened in, in you know search today, you can you just need to. Put a write up of what each of the things is of unique content that adds value to the web. And, um, so, so, think, so you mean Barry Schwartz is okay then? Yes. <laughs> yeah, him going. Oh, thank goodness. Thanks, Matt.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But it's to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: um, so yeah, and, and it's 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 just interesting. Although I, I do like Barry's sort of tongue in cheek. Um, isn't this what they're doing on knowledge graph? You know. <laughs>
1: but well indeed and if we were all rocket scientists we wouldn't be webmasters we'd be search engine
2: um owners (laughs) Um, Well, and i mean in their defense they're not trying to rank their knowledge graph right (laughs) they're they're not trying to rank that search results page so they're not gaming their own system they're providing information uh but i think his tongue-in-cheek point is accurate in they are doing that. they're finding it adds value to the web. Why can't I? right? It's like paid links aren't bad unless we're getting paid right <laughs> like um you know there's there's some good arguments, but I think reason kicks in, and you go, these are different <laughs> like AdWords is different than buying links to improve pagerank right like these are different things
1: somewhat radically again, um it's all about intent um you may have two things that appear to be exactly the same, but they're meant to do different things, and they were placed there for, you know, another entirely different reasons. One is to game the engine. The other is to make the engine the most profitable advertising beast in human history. Right. <laughs> okay, we're, uh, we're about four minutes away from having to take another break. You know, you know what happened in California the other day? The very first ticket for distracted driving because somebody was
2: wearing Google
1: Glasses was issued.
2: Oh, yes. Sorry, I thought you were going to the San Francisco barge, but okay, let's go there. (laughs) Uh, I've got a lot more to say about that. (laughs) It happened. It it happened. I, I totally support it um i think you you know in in a case like that because you could argue well it wasn't on or or not you know what law enforcement can't know whether it's on or off they can't know whether you're distracted or not so there you go i do think the only thing that should reasonably be on there because it makes it easier might be your gps right like because it's better than looking down um and that's about the only thing i think could be there
1: would you feel that way if i told you it was bat kid who got busted (laughs)
2: <laughs> I mean, well I, I i would actually have a problem with the fact that bat kid was driving <laughs> it's actually more more where i might have a problem
1: it's california
2: <laughs> <laughs> of course he could drive
1: it's very domestic. Nice. <laughs> um but no it wasn't bad kid who got busted um I wish it was because uh, he would okay, moving on we we got we got three more minutes before we got to go to break, and the next thing I want to talk about we could talk about for hours, Google and their robot obsession. Um, okay, I got something. I got something really fast. Do you think it 's cool for uh for Google as a corporation to give money to radical left wing groups?
2: I guess I would depend on the term radical and how it's defined, but uh, I'll I'll go with a yes, knowing the context that they they tend to donate in. Okay, what about
1: large donations to radical right-wing groups?
2: And you know that this is where, and I knew where you were going with that, where I have to take my own bias out and go, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. (laughs) <laughs> I may not like where some of their donations are going, but that would be on both ends of the spectrum um, but, uh, you know, do they have the right to, yeah, do I like some of the people they're doing, uh, they're giving donations no, and it, it does skew my take on their hey, we're not evil well, no, some of these people <laughs> um, or some of these groups you're donating, anyway, I'll, I'll let you go, but I think, I think we're in, in agreement here
1: um, first off, it's their money Yeah. Yeah, and corporation can do what it feels is right with their money, as long as it's doing staying within the law. Right. That's where that's where I have to take uh, a stand without being biased. As long as you're, you know, living and acting within the law, um, you can make a donation with everyone. If I thought that Google was uh, funding a group like Heritage Action. You remember that that group that shut down the American government costing the American taxpayer about $16 billion because they thought that was a smart way to protest Obamacare? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Google, Google funded them. Now, again, if I thought that Google was funding them specifically to shut down the government, then I'd have a problem with it. I think Google is hedging its bets like any large corporation does. You know, General Electric would give um, a huge deal of money to Republicans and an equally huge deal of money to Democrats. Yeah, and just play their odds. Well, yeah, it's not about, you know, funding the political ideology. It's about funding the political system and hoping that you'll have a sympathetic ear or at least somebody who will allow your lobbyist in the front door two or three months after the election. Right, I almost think this is a non-story, but it's a story that I think listeners are going to hear about frequently uh, in, the, in the next couple of weeks, because some of the groups on this list are, um, well, they could be considered anti-government, anti-U.S. government. Um, but that's, that's, the, way, that's just the way it goes down. You can find that at BillMoyers.com. Uh, don't be evil, Google. Funding a slew of right-wing groups. That's the the, the title of the article. It's uh, 20 minutes to the hour. We're gonna we're gonna come back and talk about Google's newest obsession, robots. But before we do that, we've got to take a break here on Web College. We've got to play some commercials for Webmaster Radio. So on behalf of Dave Davies from BeanSock SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Ways and Media. You listen to Web College and Webmaster Radio, stick around. More coming up after these messages.
0: Sit tight and don't move. WebCology. We'll be back after this short break. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate display media or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. I'm John Ball. And I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. We're everywhere. Commercial's off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're the host, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey,
1: everyone. We are back. It is the 5th of December, 2013. And uh, that's the closing segment of the show. We're going to go a little <laughs> bit of future weirdness. And uh, I've heard this phrase a couple of times this week. Uh, taking the moonshot striking for Mars stuff like this the big impossible we're going to accomplish this but it's going to be an incredible project statement and Google's off on another quote unquote moonshot with the announcement that the, uh, the developer who headed up the team that developed Android, Andy Rubin is going to be heading up Google's next robotics team. So, Google already—you know—Google already has a self-driving car and um, you know several automated, uh, what I call, uh, lifestyle products, email, calendar, etc. Well, they want we'll to take it a step further. I mean, forget flying drones, forget Amazon drones. Google wants to be—you're um, off on the shelf so to speak, it wants to be your robot. Weird,
2: eh? Yeah, I think it's, well, I mean, you, you hit the, okay, I think it's great. <laughs> it's cool too. It's frightening, but it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, any, any you know, references to I, Robot or whatnot that, uh, that easily would, would flow in, in Asimov's view of this world. Um, You know, I I see it a long way away before I have a robot in my house, and that's a shame, but I I do view that as a a long way away or at least a robot of this sophistication that we're talking about. Um, But I can see them as very helpful and even very helpful in an advertising way. Like, if you had... Um, you know, near major metropolitan areas, a robot who understood language, um, you know, find me a restaurant, find me this, find me that. Well, they know because Google knows and, you know, OK, fine. They'll refer to a place that, uh, you know, where, where the adverts is, is there, <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and that sort of thing. So I, I can see a lot of applications uh, to it. Um, and, and, you know, I, personally, I, I think it'd just be kind of cool.
1: Well, first of all, when you say you think it's going to be a long time, what do you reckon is a long time
2: well you're right that's that's a that's a good point um I put it in the like before I would have a, a fully Well, okay, humanoid level android, you know, or robot wandering around my house, you know, there I think you're looking in the, you know, twelve to, or I mean, uh, ten to twenty year range. But before I'd have something in my house that moves around and answers questions for me, and you know, is able to do crap, um, you know, probably in the five to ten window, I would say, before they'll get the sophistication down and be able to produce the product cheap enough to make it work for consumers.
1: Hey, bot, optimize that website for me, would you? <laughs> I'm going to go play tennis.
2: <laughs> On
1: my Nintendo Wii.
2: <laughs> I never want to see outside again. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure I can see a lot of, I mean, obviously, huge advantages for Google in this in this sort of arena. I mean... To now not just be understanding me on my phone, not just understand me at my computer, but now you understand what I do when I'm walking around. Put enough recognition in there and you understand whether I decided to grab juice or beer, right? And what time of day that happens at, right? (laughs) Like You you would be able to understand a lot of subtleties. Uh, That in and of itself is the frightening part. Uh, of this, and I there would be a huge backlash like is it listening always on right that sort of thing that would be uh you know some some pretty major massive privacy concerns
0: well
2: um, as it is now, you could put your Android phone
1: down um in the other room and walk away, and you know nobody's listening. My Android phone is sitting right beside me right now, and it used to be I mean do you remember years ago when we used to joke that we knew Google had a bot listening to our to our show right um well. I know for a fact that I have something listening to at least my side of our show right now. My Android Yeah, mine's sitting on my right desk. Beside me. <laughs> it, says, it says right in the terms of service that I'm being listened to. It says so, oh. that it can turn the microphone on when it, when it deems necessary.
2: Right. Its version of necessary may be different than mine.
1: Well, indeed, and why, why it would ever would is beyond me. I have no idea. I can't tell you why sounds around me would, would ever be important to Google, given that I'm a webmaster. It's not like I go anywhere. I um, don't leave my house. Why should I? Um, I, have, I have robots. Um, I, have, I will have robots. The cool thing here, though, about, about this Google robot story, whenever Google jumps into something, it accelerates the whole field. Yeah. Now, often Google accelerates it so fast, accelerates itself so fast that it knocks competitors out of the field. I mean, look what happened with Ask, look what happened with Lycos, look what happened with, uh, with Yahoo, for goodness sake, although it could be argued Yahoo knocked itself out of the field. Um, <laughs> but I think this is, I mean, this, this is a very natural transition for a technology company the size of Google. Do you remember when Microsoft was trying to wire your house so it would be a digital entertainment system? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it didn't. It, it didn't. Uh, it didn't take off. The program never actually happened. But Microsoft, about seven, eight years ago, was clearly interested in being the central console for your home. So it only makes sense that Google, you know, it's slightly different than Microsoft, rather than being, you know conceiving itself as the central counsel for your home. Heck, they've already got that for
2: pretty much all of your life needs. They'll just make you a butler. Well, and I think you hit the nail on the head, actually, when you said life, like where Microsoft's going, we want to, and, and the mentality where Microsoft's looking, going, we want to control, right? Like we, we want to be the thing that you control with. Um, whereas Google tends to take a, a slightly different approach. And I think it is a big part of their success is, we're just going to make it a little easier for you, right? It's not, we're not going to let you control. We're not trying to control your whole house. We're not trying to, we're just going to let you put this little thing in there. We're going to let you talk on this phone. We're going to let and we're going to make it free. Um, and then slowly but surely, your life becomes dependent on the technologies that they, that they are developing. Mine is, I, I, I can't think of switching back to iPhone. I mean, I, I've got everything on my Android. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> I see this as a philosophic, uh, uh, sort of the philosophies of the two companies, Okay, and mm-hmm. this, this 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 might be a little bit left field or sidecar here, but but hear me out. Microsoft, as you're right, they wanted to control the the environment that you walked into. But as usual, Microsoft understood something a little too late. Google understood. Google has understood something sooner than Microsoft has. It's not about the environment you live in. Your whole world, your whole life is your environment now. As life services become digitalized, delivery of groceries, delivery of books. um, I doubt Amazon drone is going to go anywhere past joke stage. But I can have groceries delivered by a human directly to my house. I have to order them digitally. But I can have them delivered to my house. I can have anything brought to me now Anywhere I go, I can go to a hotel in San Francisco or a hotel in Vancouver and have something digitally ordered and physically delivered to me there. We had uh, we had a, uh, one of our staff was at a, a conference and we didn't have business cards for her. So we ordered them online and had them shipped to the hotel she'd be at. It doesn't matter where I am. any Five feet around me, is what needs to be controlled anywhere I go. It's not my house. It's not the physical object. Google gets it. Microsoft is still five years back in their thinking.
0: Oh, I, I think you're
2: completely right. And I think, I mean, if we're talking about approaches too, and this is why I think long-term, Microsoft has a lot of plays they can make, and, and Xbox One was a hallmark of where they differ from Google and fail. Um, is and they ticked off a lot of their users, myself included, when they switched everything around. When when the Xbox One was coming out, I understand sometimes that you got to pull a bandaid off, like it, and it kind of sucks. But they wanted to again go. We need you to fit into our peg, and this is the device, and this is everything that you need to do. Whereas Google's approach, right out of the gate, and it's worked enormously well, is. Basically, the assumption I don't know you, but I want to because I'm going to make more money off you if I do so i'm going to create just a little box and you enter into it what you want um, and then I'll slowly figure out what you're using it for, and that's different than what Jim's using it for right and and if I can understand what times of days you do stuff then i can I can make more money off you um, and I think that mentality is is going to be a huge separator, and probably why they'll they'll be first to market with an actual robot that that works functionally on an individual user basis.
1: And, you know what? It'll know the color of socks you're wearing because Google already knows that.
2: (laughs) I don't know if I included those in the selfies I uploaded with my uh, my Android, though. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see the Darth Vader selfie?
1: No. Well, Disney now owns the rights to all the Star Wars lore and legend and uh, the, 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 the entire uh, mythology belongs to Disney, right? Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> it's bound to happen. They are disney the Star Wars characters, which means softening them up, making them just like you and me, you know? Uh, you know, where, where, where you might be like Scrooge McDuck and I'm a little bit like Goofy? They've, they've made these animal creatures or these mythical creatures more like humans, okay? Well, mm-hmm. there was an image that went around the web the other day, around it was wild on Facebook. I sent it to Melissa Falk, of course, of Darth Vader taking a selfie. Which, incidentally, is the uh, Oxford dictionary word of the year, selfie. <sighs>
2: Well, you know what, I, I can I totally get why they're having to soften these characters, because the franchise was really suffering with the way uh, Lucas had had crafted them, so I, I can see why they need to make some changes. I know,
1: that hard badass Jar Jar Binks, <laughs> he re- I mean, once I saw somebody that badass, it just ruined it for me. <laughs> There's no way anybody in the universe could be as bad as that guy.
2: <laughs> well, if you want to say as bad as that guy, you're probably right. <laughs> it's bad I mean, for the franchise, maybe.
1: You'd have to smoke crack or shoot heroin or leave yourself open to extortion by a bunch of uh, Somali-Canadian drug dealers to be that bad. I'm not <laughs> saying his name. No, was I was going to, to say remember. you can't. <laughs> but it happened. Okay, and that brings, us, that brings us a full hour. We've done it. Well, this hour has 55 minutes, right? But we've done it. Uh, Dave, we we're at the end of another show. We will be back on the 12th of, uh, of December. We have two more shows this year. Uh, on behalf of Dave Davis from Beanstalk SEO, that's Dave at BeanstalkSEO.com. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Jim at DigitalAlwaysMedia.com. You've been listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stick around. We've got more great content coming up after the news.